everyone, and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It's a big week this week with Origin Round 3 um, going into Round 18. We're getting close to the finish now. How are you feeling about that, Daniel? Yeah, right at the right at the pointy end of the season. There's obviously lots to discuss off the back of Origin, but for now, it's kind of just waiting to see what happens uh, in Game 3 and seeing what players are going to be out, really. I know that there's obviously some teams being named without some Origin players, but uh, I think most players are, are, either, are either in the team or there and thereabouts kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, even though we've got Teamless Tuesday, obviously, today, um, there's going to be probably a lot of things that happen during Origin, so I guess this is the week that you want to check out the late mail and things as well, just to make sure that, you know, any last minute changes you can keep on top of as well for your team. Yeah. Hopefully it just doesn't ruin the team that you've set up for the week, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. don't put all your eggs in one basket, I guess, for today. Don't be making your trades too early. And Yeah. I think you're going to be holding your trades till after Origin just to be safe. Yeah, Most I likely agree. someone gets injured or something happens, especially considering it's a decider kind of game. It's going to be, exactly. it's going to be a very hard fought game. It's all tied night. up. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but going into that, so for um, Teamless Tuesdays, currently all Origin players are set to return for their sides this week, either in the 1-17 to or on the reserves, with the exceptions of the Panthers players, Nanai and Holmes, who have all been named out this week. Um, are you surprised by that? No, I heard some rumours about the Panthers players all being named, um, oh sorry, not being named this week. Um, surprised about the Cowboys a little bit, but I, I assumed they were going to all be rested just because it's only, what, less than... 48 hours until their game straight after Origin, so I didn't expect any of their plays to, to back up, but the likes of Did and I think um, is in the team, and Gilbert uh, being named, so yeah, interesting to see that, but I guess we'll see how they actually pull up and if they actually do play in the end. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, once again, late mail this week will be the big thing to kind of keep an eye on. And I think rather than going through our normal team list analysis for each game, we can just maybe talk about some of the players that might have kind of fallen off everyone's radar, but we should keep an eye on, especially as we said, we're getting into the home stretch of the season. How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go through some some key players. Amazing. So how are we feeling about, and this one might sound ridiculous, but how are we feeling about Kalen Ponga? Yeah, Ponga. Um, everyone was mass selling him, you know, a few, oh, a few rounds back. I think it was like nearly a month ago now when he got that score of two against the Panthers when he copped a head knock and didn't come back. It was around the time just after the first Origin game, I'm pretty sure. Um, understandably a sell. I mean, fair enough. He was going to drop a lot of cash. He was going to be out for a while. But I think he he actually came back the week after and actually posted a good score. And then, you know, obviously with Origin up and around, he wasn't playing too much. But I think he's he's dropped a significant amount of cash because of that bad score now. And he's, you know, sitting under 500k. And I think he's going to be either the buy of the round this round, depending on how he pulls up from Origin, or he's a definite buy next round if you didn't already get him this round. So um, definitely keep an eye on Ponga. I don't think, if you unless he scores like 100 this week after Origin, which I'm highly doubtful, but he has done it this season already, I think you could probably wait a week just to see how he pulls up from Origin. He might get rested. You know, you never know because he is... Um, he is playing in, I think, one of the earlier games this week. I think it might be on Friday or Saturday. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, it just just keep an eye on late mail. Maybe not a definite buy this week, but definitely one to look at buying for the run home for sure, at that price especially. Yeah, definitely. 490k, like you said. Yeah, not that's a bad ridiculous price. value for a player that, you know, has been in a staple in everyone's wing of fullbacks for the last couple of seasons. Exactly. Um, okay, then we'll move on to Tyson Frizzell at 6.08, I think he is. Yeah, so I told, I did put a post up to buy Tyson Frizzell last week. He didn't come good um, <laughs> during the buy round, but I still think 
he is still like losing a little bit of cash. I think his break even's a little bit higher this week, around 61, 62-ish. I think even if you don't buy him this round, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. He is normally a premium edge player, kind of like the likes of, you know, your, your Kolo Matungis, your, your David Fafidas running off that edge, your Olakuatus this season, that kind of a player. So, you know, all it takes is for the Knights to hit a bit of form and Frizzell to hit a bit of form, and he'll go back to, you know, plenty of tackle busts, not missing too many tackles and plenty of meters on an edge. So Tyson Frizzell is one of those ones just to not buy straight away, but, I mean, if you don't already have him, not buy straight away. Um, but definitely keep an eye on him in the next round or two because it's only going to take one big score from him and he's going to you know, see some significant price rises. And at 600k for an edge player, um, yeah, pretty good value there, I think, in Tyson Frizzell if he can get back to scoring what he normally does. Amazing. Um, potentially a controversial one next, but David Fafida. David Fafida is finally back um, and starting. I don't know if him being in the starting squad means he's going to get 80 minutes because that's kind of been up and down for him, especially this season as well. Um, so he's another one just to keep an eye on. His break-even's quite high this week, so um, up around the mid-70s. So I'd just be keeping an eye on David Fafita this week. But again, he's another elite edge that you know can just go crazy um, for a couple of weeks and score plenty of tries, plenty of tackle busts, and then be very quiet the week after. So I think Fafita's... Um, scores are going to hinge on the Titans' form, which has been pretty poor, to be honest, for the last couple of rounds. So definitely keep an eye on the Titans and see how they go over the next few weeks and keep an eye on Fafita's form on an edge there. Um, I've got a feeling that him being back in the squad might boost them a bit, so there is a potential that the Titans might bounce back as well. But yeah, definitely keep an eye first because they are right at the bottom of the the ladder with the Tigers. So yeah, wouldn't be rushing to get um, any Titans or Tigers players at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. And then to wrap it all up, um, we've got Adam Fanua Blake at 530k. Yeah, I, I kind of like uh, Fanua Blake, to be honest. So he's he's been a previous gun in the past, you know, plenty of tackle busts, plenty of meters as a forward. I think the, the Warriors' form to start this season has really hurt his scores and his form's kind of slumped with it. Um, especially the Warriors' forward pack has not been very dynamic. Matt Lodge leaving as well. Uh, Harris coming back from injury and they've had to rely on a lot of these bench and utility players the Warriors so I think with Adam Fanil Blake now the most senior forward in the team outside of Tohu Harris who's like they're basically their leader um, he's going to have to you know muscle up a bit in the middle and especially with them back in New Zealand he's going to be probably one of the main enforcers for the team so I think he can bounce back from his poor form this season. Like, he's been, you know, bouncing around. Sometimes he has good games. Other times he only scores, you know, the mid-20s. So I think he can bounce back. Just keep an eye to see how he how he kind of performs over the, ne- over the next couple of weeks. He, it's only going to take him one big game, and he's going to be back over 600K, back scoring good scores. So um, at 530K, he might be a steal now. His break-even's only 37, so he may be a, a good buy now, but I'm not 100% sure on his consistency. So... Another one to just kind of keep an eye on, I think, over the next couple of rounds. Yeah, definitely. And I guess, um, is there anyone else that I kind of missed out on here, or do you think that kind of sums up? Uh, they're the ones to watch. I think this round there's plenty of like players you kind of... Well, not plenty of players, but there's some must-buys, like your um, Cameron Murray, if he backs up from Origin, he's pretty much at the cheapest he's going to be. I think his break-even's around the 60 mark, so he's probably comfortably going to hit that. Um, so he's probably a must by this round. The same with Isaiah Papali'i. His break even 67, and he can hit 60s for fun most weeks. So he's probably a must by this round, and he's the cheapest you're going to get him at 768. Um, okay, so yeah, I'd be rushing to get him in if you can, if you don't already have him this week. 
Um, unfortunately for people that bought Joe O last week as well, the fact that the ti- the Tigers have shuffled their team around, they've moved ha- Hastings to lock and Offahengawi to the front row is going to hurt uh, Joe O's minutes, but I'm not sure how that's going to affect his scoring. My my theory is that he's probably going to go, go back to a forward rotation, which means his scores are going to drop. But there might be something there that Brett Kamali does where they move him to lock and give Hastings a rest or something like that. So just keep an eye on how the Tigers play this week. And if you've got Joe O, you definitely hold him this week um, and just see how it pans out in the front row. But I don't think there's any other players I'd be too worried about this week. Um, I think the main one that people are probably looking at to to sell this week is Will Panasini. And I'm, I've already seen some of the questions that we've got through Insta. Um, which we'll probably answer in a second, and he's yeah, he's probably one that most people are looking to sell, and we can talk about that in a second. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, um, speaking of questions, um, we've got some questions that people have asked through Instagram. So if you do follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram, um, we pop up a story on Tuesday just before team lists come out where you can ask us any questions, and we answer them here in the podcast. So make sure you follow us there if you don't at the moment. So we'll start off with our first question for the week, which is from a friend of the show, Jacinta, asking, best buy around 700k, Kotcha, Aitken, or Angus Crichton? The fact that you don't own Aitken at the moment, (laughs) after all season, is what I've said you should do. Disappointed. Yeah, I think um, when Aitken moved back to an edge the other week, I hit the reverse trade button so quickly. I, Because I, I, he was on the chopping block for sure yeah. until he got named in, on an edge again. So um, luckily I reversed that trade because he's back to, you know, back to an edge, back to scoring um, pretty consistent scores and plenty of tackles and base stats. So um, if you don't have Aitken already, he's pretty good. He's, you know, he's a bit expensive, over 600k now, but he's definitely a consistent scorer. Angus Crichton's probably going to be a higher scorer. I think he has more potential to get more attacking stats, Crichton, compared to Aitken. So he's definitely one to um, one to go for. And he's been a keeper in the past, and he'll he's still a keeper this season if you do have him. Um, in regards to Cotter, he's not a must-buy now. Obviously, he's not playing this week, so I wouldn't rush to buy him now. But even when he returns, I'd still be holding off just to see how he does return. I've got a feeling he's going to be managed a little bit when he does come back for that from that hamstring injury. So um, I'll definitely just keep an eye on Cotter as he returns, but he will be a keeper again, most likely by the end of the season. I just imagine it's probably going to be around round 20, round 21-ish when he actually gets back into a bit mm-hmm. of form yeah. and he's feeling a bit better after coming back from that injury. So yeah, I, I really like Cotter as a buy, but just not yet. You definitely have to you see him in and see how he goes. Yeah, definitely. But I guess other players around that 700k mark, I mean, there's not a, so there's not a ton at 700k that you would rush out to buy at the moment. I think the players that you're rushing to buy are ones that are sitting at the 6 to 650k mark that are, you know, that most likely will go up to 700k plus. Um, and that's like some of the ones you've already touched on there. To be honest, Angus Crichton, he's at 700k and he's, you know, still going to rise again. That's fair enough, but uh, Aitken's on his way back up after a couple of poor scores before he just before he went back to New Zealand and scored well. Um, Kaloa Matangi, he's also on his way up as well. There's a few players around that mark that are kind of just ticking up a bit in price and kind of working their way to 700k. Max King was also looking like he was going to tick up towards 700k, but unfortunately TPJ came back a bit early from his ankle injury, so yeah. Max King is lose, um, looming as a bit of a bit of a sell this week if he's playing in the front row on limited minutes. So. One to keep an eye on there. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I guess we kind of touched on Penasini before, so I'll ask those questions. Um, Jason asks, is Penasini hold or sell? With Lucky saying, who to trade Penasini for? Yeah, pretty interesting one. So I guess your gun centers at the moment are looking like Aitken, Burton, Joey Manu. They're probably your three premium centers. Um, and then you've got your other step down from there is probably like your 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 Jack Bird, I guess, is around there. Your Jesse Ramian's probably at that spot. Um, maybe even you throw in a, a Lomax or a Farnworth when he's back from injury and playing well, he's also in the mix. Um, but I think... Penasini is almost looming as a second-to-best option, but the last two weeks he's had some pretty poor scores. He's genuinely a very good defensive centre and makes plenty of tackles um, on his side, but he just doesn't get the attacking stats normally that you know you want from a centre like your you know your Jesse Ramians, your Lomaxes, and such. So um, I think he you can hold him, and I'm planning on holding him for the rest of the season because. I don't think it's worth upgrading a center, to be honest. If you've got, you know, a consistent player like Penasini or even Tago or Crichton like that, they're just kind of consistent plotting players. Um, you probably want to be, you know, improving your front row or your second row first. But if you're looking to upgrade your center, probably from Penasini, you want to be skipping those mid-tier players like your low max, your bird, your Ramian, and going to your top-tier players like your your Joey Manu, your Aitken, Burton, if you can, um, I'd say. Because I don't think I don't think Penasini to you know Lomax or Penasini to Bird is an excellent trade. Sure, it's definitely better, but it's not like it's getting you a significantly higher score by going to them at all. Awesome. Okay, so Anthony asks if Randall is moved to the bench, is it a trade or would you keep? And if you would trade, who would you trade him for? Right. Oh. Chris Randall. Look, I think you should have offloaded Chris Randall a a while ago. To be honest, he he definitely peaked. Uh, just before, I think it was actually, it was just after the first origin, you know, around that first origin game, I'm pretty sure around, around 10 to 13. So he, um, probably shouldn't be in your team anymore, but if he is, that's okay. He's still worth about 570 K. So there are players to upgrade him to not many players in the hooker position to upgrade him to, to be honest, like a lot of hookers, at least consistently okay. Hookers are at least 600 K plus. Um, but if you have a bit of cash left over, you could upgrade to someone like a like a break a Blake Braley or maybe even a Reed Marnie, even though they've kind of been plodding along with some inconsistency. But you you ideally, if you want to upgrade a hooker, you want to be going to your you know your Damian Cooks, your Reese Robsons, your Harry Grants kind of hookers, not the not the kind of low inconsistent ones. Five seventy k. If if you're really looking for a good, I guess player at that mark to trade to. Someone like, you know, a Latrell Mitchell, who's still under 600k, um, he's a decent buy and winger fullback. Um, even Tom Gilbert also is a decent buy, and he's like dual position, so you can kind of use him in your middle and edge as well. He'll plot along quite well with um, with the, the other Cowboys edge out, um, Hill and Lukey. Um, but yeah, I think they're probably the two better options to go to at that price point, to be honest. The rest around there are a bit inconsistent or just not big scorers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um is it time to sell ma'am or is there more cash to make? Uh, there is a little bit more cash to be made with Ezra ma'am, but I think if you're looking, if he's the only player you can look to to sell this round, he's not a bad sell. The only thing I'd say is against selling him is the fact that the Broncos are playing the Titans this round, so there is a good chance that he actually does score well. He's got a break even of 31 and he'll most likely hit that this week. Uh, it just depends on how 
good he goes. I guess how big his score is. I, I assume he's going to score around the 30 to 35 mark most weeks, but every now and then if he scores a try or he does, you know, gets a couple tackle busts, a line break here and there, he'll, yeah, he'll boost up to the 40, 40 plus score. So um, don't mind the sell this week, but don't have to sell him this week either. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next question. How long is Hines injured for and should I sell him? Uh, okay, so the, the red plus or whatever, the injury sign, he's mm-hmm. not actually injured. He had COVID last week. Him and Toby, Ru- Toby Rudolph were yes. left out of the squad. So, yeah, you're definitely holding Hines. You're not getting rid of him at all. Yeah, he should be back this week, right? He is back this week, yep. yes. Name to start. Amazing. Most people's captains this week, I'd assume, with Cleary out. Um, I think the Sharks as well, they're against, against the Cowboys team that doesn't have all their guns back, you know, missing a couple of Origin players... The Sharks, it'll still be a good game, but I think the Sharks should be favoured most likely in that game. Yeah, definitely. And it's the first game after Origin as well. So, should be good. Um, is Lee a sell or a hold for some more cash? Edric Lee, he's coming off the back of like an 80 and a five-try haul. So, yeah, I'd be holding him. I think his break-even's still in the negatives. So, yeah, Edric Lee's definitely a hold. He'll make more cash this week. And depending on his score, might be a sell next week or the week after. So, yeah. Hold him for now. Should hopefully get to 500k and then be a good sell. Yep. Um, question, is Manu a keep or can I upgrade to a gun mid or edge? Oh, that's a very good question. So Joey Manu, he's at that point that, you know, a lot of centers and winger fullbacks get to that they've made a ton of cash. They're scoring so well, but they're now worth over 700k. And it's very hard to keep up that score as a center or a winger fullback unless you're... You know, you're you're consistent as and you you never have bad scores. Like Tedesco, yes, he's a big, big scorer and can get a hundred on his day, but he'll also get you a thirty the week after. So it's very hard for wingers, fullbacks and centers to kind of keep up huge scores. When they get to the point that they're over seven hundred K, I know you should keep them because they're a keeper, but that cash is very enticing. It depends on your trade situation. If you have plenty of trades and you can look to maybe upgrade a Joey Manu to like a gun, like your Cam Murray's, your Damian Cooks, those kinds of players that consistently score well, that's a good trade to make. And then you can pick up another cheaper center that's still scoring well at the same at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point in the in the year, I think you're probably holding on to guns like Joey Manu. I wouldn't be selling him this week because he is playing five eight. Um, Luke Keery still hasn't come back into this Roosters team and Joey Martin will definitely get his hands on the ball a lot so I'd be holding him for this round but I can understand why why it's enticing to trade players like that but I think at this point in the season you're probably holding him just to be safe mm-hmm. you don't want to don't want to lose him I think and definitely get stuck without him yeah um, and then last question for this week it's a Bit of a complicated one, so good luck. Um, I need mids and edges, but I only currently have guns or cheapies. I have no mid-tiers to upgrade. Help. Uh, Yeah, so when you get stuck at this point, it's very much a... Your teams should be set by this point, unless you've got like 10 cheapies in your team. You, you, You really should have your team pretty much set. You obviously can't have every gun in the game. You can't have every best player in their position unless you've traded perfectly for the the entire season. Um, you obviously just have to upgrade your cheapies where you can. And if you have a gun that gets injured or, you know, has dropped his scoring potential or has moved into a different position, that's where you're looking to trade those kinds of players. Uh, that being said, there are guns that are kind of 
losing their their gun status to be honest um joe offerhangawi he looked like a potential gun and now he's moved into the front row may not be so there's one there um i know that um you know players like david fafida have lost that that privilege in the past as well where he's been an absolute gun and then you know dropped off the face of the earth and starts from the bench scoring 20 off the bench that kind of thing you you can hold players through that period but it's advised I guess that you don't, especially towards the back end of the year, if you've got a gun that's just dropping cash and really scoring poorly and their form just isn't up to scratch, I guess it is time to jump off unless you're certain that they're going to be bouncing back. Um, It's fair enough to jump off. But for most cases, even if a gun has a poor game one week, it's not, you know, the be-all and end-all, they must be traded kind of thing. It's when they really get poor scores. Like they're consistently scoring, you know, low 20s, 30s scores and they're, not getting the minutes that they need. That's when you jump off. You're not just going to drop a player just because they've had one bad score, um, like a lot of people did with Angus Crichton previously. But yeah, definitely definitely hold on to your guns and try to upgrade your cheapies where you can. As your cheapies are peaking, it's definitely the point to you know trade two cheapies to upgrade one and downgrade another. So if you've got, like we just said, um, Edric Lee and you might have a, a Panasini, they're both worth around you know 500k each. You can definitely get a gun that's worth about you know, 750, 800K and a cheapie that's, you know, down at the 220K mark that, um, I mean, at this point, you're about to get a Nuffy anyway. So anyone that is playing or even is just a a Red X that you can loop for the rest of the season, they're they're fine to do. So you're probably trading, you know, two cheapies to get a gun in at this point in the year. Amazing. So that wraps up all our questions for this week. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think um, it's getting to that point of the year where people are kind of dropping off a bit. I think most people, if they're not in the top 5,000, they're probably thinking, oh, it's not really worth it anymore. Yeah, I <laughs> moved up 5,000 places between... In the buy round? Yeah. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. So um, I had a couple, quite a few trades, so I uh, smashed them all out for this week and it, it was effective. Very nice, yeah. Maybe not great for like long run, but for one week it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very nice when you see your rank jump from like, you know, four or 5,000 to like the top 1,000 or something I like that. I did a double take week. just being like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough. Um. Yeah, so... Um, if you don't like I said before if you don't follow us at the moment make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Footy Brains Pod um, we always post all updates like mail anything like that on there as well in our stories so you will always be fully informed for the fantasy week ahead um, we normally do a late mail show otherwise we do like a late mail Q&A as well on our Instagram so if you do have any questions make sure once again you follow us there so you can ask a question on the Thursday before the first game so I think that's about it that's it, yeah. First game's on Friday, so we might do a Q&A on the Friday um, just before the first game with the Cowboys and the Sharks. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, have fun, everyone, watching Origin this week. It'll be a good one. Yeah, go the Blues. <laughs>